Hi, I'm Rajani Srasta. I'm from Nepal. I'm 21 years old. I recently graduated from TAFE Queensland in Diploma of Anesthetic Technology. Nepal is a landlocked country. There are no beaches, but we have rivers there. And people know Nepal as mountain country. So whenever I introduce myself as an police, people call me, oh, you're from mountain. Like, yeah, I'm proud I'm from mountain. Next question comes like, have you ever climbed Mount Everest? Which is funny. I was like, no, I haven't. I think I'm not well trained enough to climb the Mount Everest at the moment. But at least I remember from that, which I'm very happy and very proud of it. There's nothing quite like Nepal. This small Himalayan nation has long drawn in tourists from across the world for its marvels, both natural and man-made. In our country, every month, we have two to three festivals and public holidays. One day to one month of festivals. And it is really enjoyable at there. Nepal is multilingual, multi-religious country as well. We have 123 languages and then countless languages within it. I was born in Gorkha, Nepal, which is actually the mountain area. I shifted to Kathmandu, the capital city, when I was age three. To get a picture of Nepal, Nepal is actually three bases, three reasons. Like the higher mountains, the middle uh, valley and the lower Tarai region. The climate is very good. It's very cold in mountains, moderate in valley and very hot in the Tarai. So it is like divided. So you can actually get the taste of all the climates if you go visit Nepal. There is a lot of poverty. The political condition is unstable. That is why we are poor, I would say. Because we are rich in culture, we are rich in natural resources. But it's just that we don't have enough manpower or correct use of manpower. That's why we are still in that poverty line. People are able to uh, work for themselves and then they are living good life. But then if you see as a whole country, the whole country is poor because we still import uh, resources even though we have them own. We don't have enough manufacturers or manpower to actually manufacture products from what is available. I do see a lot of homeless people there. Whenever I used to go to a temple, I used to see like homeless people sleeping over the street and spending whole night there waiting outside for begging. The condition is improving but still it is still same there. The cost of living in Nepal is expensive if you live in the Kathmandu Valley. And the reason why the cost of living and the cost of foods are expensive is because we import from other countries, especially from India, which is the closest neighbor. It is sad that we grow all the things in our own country, but still the fruits that are grown in the Himalayan parts cannot be transported to the right reason because of the road structure. The mountains areas is a bit difficult. That's why the roads are not good there. The second thing is we require manpower and budget, which we lack. The budget is corrupted because of political situation. Nepal's ruling party, the NCP, seems to be heading towards a split. This rift can lead the country into a serious political crisis. We work a lot, but we don't get paid as we work there. I grew up in Gorkha. It falls under the mountains, right? I grew up in a village. 
When I was born, we had the privilege of electricity, but there used to be a lot of load setting. Load setting is like deprived of electricity for a certain number of hours. So we used to have electricity, but for a certain number of hours only. In the time when we didn't have the electricity, we used to use a lamp or candles. For cooking, uh, we used to use firewood. It is only two years that we started using the cooking stove. The story of getting water is so hard. I remember when I was small, we used to get water like two days in a week. So my mother used to wake up like 4 a.m. in the morning just to fetch water. We had terrible time getting water. It is a shame to say that being second richest country in the water, we didn't have water. And we used to wake up in the morning, early in the morning, get our all the utensils for water and line up. Nepal has some of the most plentiful water resources on the planet, with the watersheds flowing south from the massive Himalayan chains supporting far over a billion people. Yet many settlements on Nepal's remote hillsides suffer greatly for lack of clean drinking water sources. So everybody there since 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. used to line up for just for water and that water we have to use it until next water comes. We had the sources of water like a lake or pond. We should travel a few miles to get the water. Me and my mom used to go there and then fetch water in our utensils. We used to carry here on our shoulder, on the hands. Like one used to carry three or four jar of water and then that we use until the next water time comes. My mother was a good planner. She used to plan how much water is used and she used to teach me the way how water could be saved because we didn't have the washing machine like here. I use washing machine here in Australia. I've never used it before, which is strange to tell people. And um, we used to wash uh, clothes with hands. There has been a condition where people are um, sick because of drinking infectious water, I would say. People unknowingly drank water that was unsafe. But in Nepal, it's not like here in Australia, when you get sick, you go to the doctor. We don't go to the doctor easily. Our mother used to give a homemade medicine. I never got sick from water or something. Maybe we were trained like that or our immunity was like that. I also knew um, that infectious water could be harmful. So we used to boil water or use a solar water, like um, put the water in the solar for a whole day and then drink at the night. My mother was clever. <laughs> I grew up with my mother. She is my only friend. She had me when she was 17 years old. So my father left us for earning money to different countries. He had been different countries from Iraq to Saudi Arabia. He's still in Saudi Arabia. I only meet him once a year. My father started family in one room actually. So we only used to have one room with one bed, small wardrobe and a cooking stove. We didn't even have the table to put that cooking stove. It was on the floor. And a toilet on the side. We used to sleep all in one bed. Then we slowly moved to two room where I used to sleep in the kitchen. Now we had the table, finally. <laughs> it really feels so weird, like, from where I have come. From time of fetching water to now having shower in the toilet in the house. It is so weird. We used to shower outside. No problem, no matters. 
and um, the water from the pipe. When I first came in Australia, I was very excited about bathtub because I had never seen bathtub in my life. I had seen in the photos and all, but I've never seen it's inside the house and it is used. And then when I first came to Australia, when my friend showed me, okay, this is where we leave the room and we had a big wardrobe with a big mirror, one room in the middle, AC, fan, and I went to the bathroom, there was bathtub. I showered. <laughs> and I actually showed my family, like, see, we have bathtub in our room, in our unit. This is private, we can use it. This is exciting. And then we had a balcony. Oh, that, that was fun. So my mother, if you look at her now, she's like only 32 or something. Like, we look alike. <laughs> she looks much younger than me sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and now I have a younger brother as well who is seven years old. He's in eighth grade studying in Nepal. My time of school was very interesting. Um, we didn't have like phone, iPad, laptop, computer, everything, right? We didn't have that. So our childhood was basically focused on outside, outdoor games. We used to play hide and seek, we used to run, we used to play cricket or dancing. I remember I used the reel, the cassette reel, to play the song each festival we used to celebrate by dancing like we used to have dancing programs and I used to dance a lot and back then we only used to hear Nepali song slowly slowly when phone were invented or that came into our country then only I started listening to English song Taylor Swift You Belong With Me was the first song I ever heard <laughs> the education was like six days a week we only have one day holiday, which is Saturday. So we study from Sunday to Friday, from 9 to 4 or 5. Like, whole day we spend our life in school. And even Saturdays also, sometimes they used to have programs, so we used to go school. I studied in English medium. I was fortunate that I got the opportunity to study in English. I was 17 years old when I decided I should study overseas. I was doing my high schooling. I was about to finish my course at the age of 18. In our country, a uh, bachelor's is like whole day college. You don't get chance to actually work like here. Here we work and we study as well, right? So we pay our own bills. I thought like, why not do in other country? I didn't want it to be dependent on my parents any longer. I wanted to go outside and be a nurse or whatever interests me later in other countries so that I can look after my finance by myself and do something good. When I thought I should be moving overseas and studying there, I had two in options. So in Nepal, there are mainly two in options, USA or Australia. It is quite difficult to enter USA because you require a high school SATs. So I chose Australia. Whenever I tell people about Australia, people were like, oh, Australia is super big. You would have to travel by plane from one place to other place. It's hot. And people used to say there are many Nepalese there, so it will be helpful for you to settle. My mother was like, it's okay, temperature is okay. You should rather go to Australia. The land of dreams. 
the world's smallest continent and largest island. This vast country is vibrant, multicultural, and full of spectacular scenery. Welcome to Australia. Most of my friends wanted to be nurses. In our country, Australia is renowned for registered nurses. I didn't want to be a registered nurse because everybody, when I applied for uh, Australia, everybody was wanting to go for nursing, go for nursing, go for nursing. So I chose not to study nursing. What were the other options? Because I was a biology student, my agent introduced me to anesthetic technology. And we don't have this course at Nepal. So that fascinated me. It was a new course. I was exciting to explore and I didn't want to do nursing. It's only TAFU who provides that course. So I, uh, I asked the agent, like, okay, I'm going to do that. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but I'm going to do that. My parents paid for one year of TAFE. The second year I paid on my own. But I used to work uh, back in Nepal uh, after I finished my high school. So I paid for my tickets. My mother and my friends were expecting that I would cry <laughs> when I leave Nepal, like when I, when I will be entering inside the airport, but I did not cry. I was like excited. I haven't been to any other countries before Australia. I'd never been in a plane. It was 19 hours of flight. So I just said, okay, I'm going now. There's nothing to cry. I'll be back soon. I'm going to explore a new country. My grandmother was crying. My mother didn't cry because she was, I think, prepared that, okay, she's leaving and she will be back. So I went inside the airport. I've never been to airport. Everything is new. I went to the airport, look around, I looked at the plane closely. and like, okay, I will be one of them. In one of them. <laughs> and fortunately, I got the window seat. It was all okay until the plane started moving. Then I realized, okay, I'm literally going now. <laughs> So I was sad at that time. I was emotional. I'm going on the journey alone for the first time to a country where I don't know any people there. The first plane was okay. I didn't understand what the food was. Now I understand it was mashed potato and the, the green beans and the rice was like a bistogi rice. I did not like that food. In Nepal, we, we have like spicy food with masala and everything. They gave me so plain food. <laughs> but I had to have it because I had no choice. The second after the Singapore, they gave me, I don't know what they gave me. Oh my God. So I was just waiting when I will land in Brisbane and eat something good. <laughs> I was expecting the houses in Brisbane will be tall and it will look like a Australia, but then to my surprise, there were like little, little houses and then only the major city was like big buildings. But I was quite excited to see finally I'm overseas and over the beaches. I could see the beaches around uh, Brisbane. That's why I was excited. I was thinking, oh, I will be on that beach someday. Luckily, I found one friend in Nepal. While I was making documentation, I found her. She was also going Brisbane alone. So we actually catched up and then we became friends. She was the only person I knew here in Brisbane. And she was the one who actually got to the airport and collected me. 
So when I first came to Brisbane, she was waiting for me. So I was very happy. I'm very thankful to her as well. She lived with some other people in the unit. So when I first came here, I lived with her. As soon as I land, that was the day of my orientation. So immediately after landing, I had to rush to TV Queensland to attend my orientation, to sign in for enrollment and everything. It was hectic. I was in the audience. There was a person standing in the middle, in the auditorium, talking about things, and I was jet-lagged. The whole auditorium was, like, moving. <laughs> it, was, it was so hot. When I came from Nepal, it was very cold. It was exactly opposite weather in Nepal and Australia. It was freaking cold there, and then I was wearing jacket, a thermocoat, a coat. <laughs> when I came here, I was, like, boiling. <laughs> I survived. Fortunately, uh, when I landed in the Brisbane, because I knew my friend and she was from Nepal as well, she cooked me a good food, like good Nepalese food, and I was like very grateful. Oh my god, that was the best meal I have ever had. In this 19 hours, I don't know what they fed me. I was complaining. Oh, from Singaporean Airlines, I only remember I like the ice cream. We do have several Nepalese restaurants in Brisbane, so whenever I miss home, I just go to a Nepalese restaurant. Now I'm living with internationals and then I work with internationals, so I like the taste now. So I'm happy with burgers and then the mashed potato and uh, rice. <laughs> now I think I will be alright. Anesthetic technology at TAF Queensland was great because I really wanted to be enrolled or to engage in Queensland Health. And TAFE Queensland actually provided me, took me to three places for placement. I went to Toowoomba, which is regional, for placement. I went to Prince Charles Hospital for placements. So it was quite interesting to deal with real patients who were in real pain. That placement taught me everything, how to react on things, how to be efficient, how to be prepared so that you don't lag behind. I really thank TAFE for the good placement. They actually meant it as the best training provider, I would say. My course was two years. The teachers were really good, both focused on theory and practical. They used to bring like models of equipments used in during the procedure so that we just not limit ourselves in imagination of the products but we can actually see and feel them in anesthetic you are offered first year second year jobs as well so TAFE always used to send us email like this job position is available at this place please do apply while I was doing the course I was able to work I did age care disability community services also on the site when it was the time when I knew that I was finishing the course soon and I have to do something to stay in Australia I talked to many people at placements asking what can I do to get more enrolled in this industry and most of them suggested to do Bachelor of Nursing so that I can come back and be an anesthetic nurse. I did apply for the scholarship at university and fortunately I got Destination Australia scholarship plus they are offering me 25% scholarship in my whole duration. So I was really fortunate I would say. I'll be moving soon to Rockhampton. I have lived in Australia for two years. It is great. 
I had great time. Um, because of TAFE, I was introduced to Brisbane International Student Ambassador. Through that program, I met 42 other international students from 27 countries and it really helped me settle down here. I had great fun. We used to go to different events, meet with different people like from Aboriginal culture to like modern culture and games. We were offered tickets at rugby games, premieres at movies, Spanish, German, so many festivals. So I had a great time in 2019. I still love going to beach. I can't swim. Which is the sad part, I'm learning swimming, but I like to go to beach, especially during sunset and sunrise. My mother always used to say, always get a guy who is the same caste, same religion, has good income. <laughs> like all, of, all the mothers will say. She is very strict about from Nepalese culture. So she wants me to get someone who is a Newar guy. So every time when I talk about a uh, lifestyle here, she asks me that, please don't like any national guy. One of my favorite thing about here is freedom. When I was back in my country, my mother was very protective about me. She didn't allow me to go to my friend's house or travel to different destinations because Nepal is also not safe for girls to go out like here in Australia like here girls drive and they go somewhere it's perfectly safe in Nepal if girls go goes out we have the risks of girls being raped or kidnapped or something like that I do my own job I pay my own bills and I'm allowed to go whatever time I want to go which I'm very happy <laughs> Many people ask me about if I want to stay here in Australia for long term or I want to go back. I want to go back once I develop a career and I give a good platform to my child. I plan to stay here and have family. And maybe one day when I turn 40, I might go and live with my parents because it's been a while. <laughs> I miss them. I miss the family. For anybody who's coming to TAFE Queensland or Australia for the first time and not knowing what to do, I would just say try to grab opportunities as you get along. Even though I was jet lagged in that auditorium, falling asleep in this hotness, I listened to their orientation and then I really got interested about this student ambassador program and I wouldn't be at this place where I am today communicating well if it was not that program. So any students, just not focus on one thing. Try to communicate well. Ask for help. You should be always excited and enthusiastic to do new things. If you're interested, it will be done. It has been positive experience in Australia, in, especially in Brisbane. I had good memories in Brisbane. It has taught me a lot. If you've enjoyed this story and want to explore studying at TAFE Queensland, visit us at tafequeensland.edu.au. Click on the international tab at the top of the page. That's tafeqld.edu.au.